0: The Wire's Howard Bunny Colvin represents a force for positive community change. Like very few others in this ecosystem, he tries to F with the program to fix what's clearly not working.
1: When do this change?
0: <laughs> but the response from all around him in the system of crime, punishment, and status quo is pretty much to slap that impulse of improvement down.
1: Look, we grind and y'all try to stop it. That's how we do. Why you gotta go and f- with the
0: program. So what can we learn from Bunny and his dogged drive to make things better? Is it even worth it or possible? Bunny Colvin is one of the best characters in The Wire. Best in the sense of being a truly good person, guided by moral values, who got into being a cop because he wanted to make the community better. And in The Wire Season 3 with his Hamsterdam experiment where he effectively legalizes drugs in a small area by not enforcing the laws there.
1: I thought I might legalize drugs.
0: As well as in his works in Edward J. Tilghman Middle School in season 4, it's striking that Colvin uses logic to change up the formula. He's trying to call on our brains to do some good. He observes the truth, tells the truth, and attempts to act in response to the truth.
1: And they know exactly what it is a trainer for and what it is everyone expects them to be.
0: I expect them to be students.
1: But it's not about you or us or the test or the system. Is what they expected themselves."
0: Of course, all this would sound like a good thing you might expect people to value. But it's not so, at all. No one can ever understand what Colvin is up to. And rarely is Colvin's truth appreciated.
1: I'm a liability in there, man. Seems like hey, every time I open my mouth in this town, I'm telling people something they don't want to know. You, It's the process. The process.
0: Amsterdam ends up becoming a tragedy of being ahead of one's time, of finding the answer, maybe not the right answer, but the best possible answer to a very messed up situation that won't go away, but living in a world that's too broken to listen. It's a tragedy of knowing what could be done to help and having your arms cut off when you go to act. The political fallout to Hamsterdam is so very sad, because the people who know, know that Bunny was right. Even if his way has some ugliness and imperfections, it does some harm mitigation, whereas the alternative being implemented here, just arresting low-level offenders and making their lives even harder, is mostly making things worse for almost everyone. When Carcetti visits Amsterdam, it's a key moment of testing whether, when given the chance, he means to follow through on any of the principles he's running on and his choice to sacrifice the Hamsterdam Project for his ambitions reveals to us the soulless hack Carsetti really is. Everything we see from him afterwards, him abandoning his new day just to shine up more shit and call it gold, and making choices that negatively impact his city in exchange for helping him run for governor a mere two years after becoming mayor, is all foretold to us in Carcetti's response to Hamsterdam. Privately, he believes it's right, but he helps destroy it for self-gain. Colvin, meanwhile, is wired the opposite way. When we meet him, he's talking about how he can pull off his Hamsterdam experiment because he's got his 30. He's untouchable.
1: just said a word, Jimmy. I mean, it's just back to usual, I'm out for doing a pension anyway.
0: But his decisions continue to prove that he's not, in fact, doing this because he's immune. He's doing it because it's what he believes is right.
1: Soldier and policing, they ain't the same thing.
0: And he can't help himself from continuing to make decisions based on his moral compass over his self-interest, falling on his sword so his junior officers aren't punished, losing his cushy pension and Hopkins' security job as a result, losing his next security job because he can't accept letting a rich man go uncharged for beating a woman, and so on. And even though he believes that Amsterdam disillusioned him, he still goes on to take a poorly paid job with an academic study in the middle school, attempting yet again to help make things better. This time taking an interest in kids with behavioral challenges, most of whom are being groomed for the corner. Even though all signs point to this being an uphill battle in every way.
1: Put a problem on a black border. Teach them every problem on some statewide test it won't matter. None of it because they're not learning for our world, they're learning for theirs.
0: The morality of a person's choices, as Kant would tell us in The Wire seems to agree, consists in the rightness of the choice itself, not in the outcome of that choice. So when Carsetti continues to put the importance of self-gain first, that's who he becomes, or really shows that he's been all along. Conversely, Bunny can't not do the right thing for others, even though it repeatedly costs him. And how does the system reward each character? Carsetti rises in status and power, while Bunny loses what's been promised to him. Still, who has really lost more on the deepest level? The contrast tells us something important about these corrupt systems that continue to fail our society. That individuals generally benefit by falling in line and perpetuating the status quo, no matter how broken or messed up it is, and then leveraging their compliance for self-enrichment and individuals generally suffer as a result of standing up against that same old, same old, or trying to make any meaningful change. But another simple way, at the risk of sounding obvious, in The Wire, we see time and time again that immoral behavior is rewarded and good deeds are punished. It's not like you're just going to be able to do the right thing and reap social rewards like money and status. Nope, in this world, which is a pretty good reflection of our real one, it's pretty much that doing the right thing costs you your ambitions for that stuff. really sucks. But at the same time, how much is a moral act really worth if it doesn't cost us something? In a key scene between Bunny and Ellis Carver, Colvin talks to his protege about what police used to be in his day. He outlines a vision of police as being a crucial part of the community, rather than the enemy of citizens.
1: And before we went and took the wrong turn and and started up with these war games, the cop walked a beat. he learned that post."
0: And it's the heart of what's so wrong with a lot of the bad policing we see in the show, and the dynamic that's developed in so many places between the police and the community. When Bunny visits former Avon Barksdale soldier WeeBay in jail, he speaks constantly in Wees.
1: You know our kind? Shit. Man, we both know we're gonna go to our grave forever knowing what block dead ends at.
0: This police officer is strikingly more comfortable talking to a drug soldier than he is at the mayor's office. So even though we think of the police as the establishment, as against the criminals, the way Bunny came up, his view of policing was that he was more a part of WeeBay's community, more so than Fancy Carsetti's. He was there to serve.
1: You know, people in the game nowadays, I mean, it's a whole different breed. No code, no family damn sure no respect."
0: And this is why it matters to him to be a help to the community, not leading an army at war with the citizens of his city. And though so much of what we follow in The Wire leads to disillusion and disappointment, promisingly, we watch Carver, who begins as Herc's buddy just relishing flashy pointless raids, flourish into a next-generation version of Colvin in Season 4. He knows all the names of the kids on the corner.
1: Try me, Naaman. Yeah, that's right, I know your name
0: tries at every turn to help them rather than ruin their lives, and looks at the situation with humanity and nuance. When he does make the mistake of entrusting Randy's safety to Herc, and Randy suffers for that, this crushes Carver, whereas Herc, who's ultimately heading down the path of following corrupt defense lawyer Maury Levy, barely even notices. At the end of Season 5, Carver is shown becoming the new Cedric Daniels as he rises up in rank like his former boss, while bringing an understanding of the importance of more high-level, coordinated police investigations. But Daniels himself also increasingly over time becomes like Colvin, who himself rose to the high rank of Major. Both were about promotions until they lost faith in the system and tried to change it.
1: But the stacked games, that lie, it's what ruined this department. Shining up shit and calling it gold. so
0: So we can see Carver following the Daniels and Colvin path. Over time, Carver realizes the limits of his ability to help, like when he's not able to adopt Randy or fix that mistake, just as Prez does in his role as teacher, and as Bunny has repeatedly learned. But at least there are some future police officers carrying on Bunny's vision of police as community helpers and trying to be on the side of the people. Bunny may lose on Hamsterdam, and he may lose his cushy retirement, but he becomes a surrogate father to one boy, Weebei's son Namond, who manages to escape the tragedy of his situation. The young boys we meet in season 4, the boys of summer the first episode of the season is named after, are all kind of amazing when we first get to know them. But by the end, as each is groomed by the system to go down one of the available toxic paths, Namond is the only one who doesn't fall into one of those expected roles. And that's thanks to Bunny. So, while almost all of the time he spent attempting to f with the program and make positive institutional change may fall short, the consolation is at least there's one life he has saved from that system. One young person he has shaped for the better. More concretely, Naaman escaping the corners by living with Bunny and getting a family to hold him to task is really a chance to live. Because without this, he was probably going to be dead pretty soon.
1: You send Naaman out on them corner now, I'm giving him maybe one two years before down more. and maybe, if you're lucky, I'll be here with you."
0: It's interesting that Colvin ends up with Naaman specifically because, while they seem very different at first, subtly we can see that he identifies with Naaman in certain ways. When Naaman comes to dinner with his wife, he calls the boy in Eddie Haskell, a reference to the character from Leave it to Beaver who's known for trying to cover up being up to no good by putting on a flattering, sucking-up personality with parents.
1: Hey, Mrs. Cleaver. Your hair really does You the- said that, Eddie.
0: Naaman, when he's relaxed, is also very charismatic and charming, whereas when he feels out of his comfort zone, he becomes confrontational, trying to act tough and mimic what he's been taught about how to be like his dad. Yet, in reality, Naaman feels out of place in WeeBay's world. Everyone from that world keeps lamenting that Naaman is weak or soft. Ah, oh, look at you, crying now. But Bonnie can see how Naaman's unsuitability for the corner is not objectively a bad thing. In fact, it means he's better suited for an environment that will hopefully keep him alive. Still, until he gains Bunny's faith and the new class from the academic grant, it's hard to imagine that Naaman will be able to get the opportunity, or even more crucially find the confidence, to see himself as able to function in a different environment. Colvin himself actually has the same problem. In his conversation with WeeBay, he reveals that he mentally groups himself in with the Barksdale soldier, even though WeeBay is a criminal and he's a cop. When he goes to City Hall to meet with the mayor's staff, he's bumbling, visibly uncomfortable, and always saying something awkward. In season 3, during Hamsterdam, he's totally ill-equipped for the politics coming for him. And later, when he gets into the security field, he's just wrong for it because he doesn't have the instinct to suck up to the rich and powerful and keep quiet. In other words, Bunny feels similarly to Naaman that he can only be himself in certain contexts. And embedded with that is a lack of self-confidence in environments that he doesn't feel polished enough for. In fathering Naaman, then, he's trying to give the boy what he feels he didn't have. And in the end, when we see Naaman thriving in Debate Club, it's implied that the kid is getting the right instruction in how to bring out his gifts in more formal educational contexts. While Naaman's ending is a bright spot, ultimately it's a disappointment that Colvin, who tried to make institutional change, was shut down and punished for it. And the trends we see over time are not improvements, but largely things getting worse. Even though Bunny's able to help Naaman, he and Carver and Prez can't help Randy or Daquan or Bodie or Michael. The end of season. Season 4 leaves us with a palpable frustration that hopefully makes us want to fix this broken world, yet the show is also not really that hopeful that we will or can. Bunny himself has understood by this point that things don't change, at least not for the better. Yet there are meaningful exceptions. Besides Naaman getting a chance to live, there's Cuddy making a life out of the game and making a positive impact in young people's lives, Prez getting control of his class and actually teaching them math, and Bubbles overcoming in incredible pain and addiction to get clean and share his story with others. All those people needed help to get there. If Bunny Colvin teaches us anything, it's that, however big or small the result may be of your impact, you still have to go ahead and try. When you look around you at all that's not working, how can you not give it a shot and f with the program? That's the take. Click here to watch the video we think you'll love, or here to check out a whole playlist of awesome content. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications.